Well, that's live. Or that's ready to go. Yeah. What What's going on, everybody? Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential or commercial, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Our very special guest and future Titan for today, Tom Downing. Tom, thanks so much. Let's do this. Super excited. Absolutely. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show and, and being in your wonderful home. This is really, really great. Um, I'm super excited just to kind of dive in, let everybody get to know you a little bit deeper, personally, professionally, the whole nine. Absolutely. We're looking forward to it. I'm humbled to be here. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. So let's just dive into it if you're all right with that. I am. Um, let's just start with the first question, I guess. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Outstanding. Uh, the first thing I would share is I'm from Detroit, Michigan, okay. and uh, I grew up uh, kind of in a, a poverty-stricken ghetto neighborhood. Wow. Um, I was raised by a single mother, and uh, so it wasn't uncommon that I slept on a mattress uh, with no sheets and, and rat roach-infested uh, type of neighborhood. Uh, we would get up and go down to the shelter uh, to eat our breakfast, and, and so I, I would just share with you, I come from very humble means. Uh, I was blessed that my mom remarried around my uh, eighth grade year wow. and uh, that allowed us to move to uh, Gross Point. Uh, Gross Point is probably one of Gross Point North is probably one of the top 10 high schools in the nation and so I was able to up my educational ability to uh, be able to get the scores I needed uh, to get into the Air Force and so uh, I went into the Air Force. I was a firefighter uh, in the Air Force. I started my career as a, a young firefighter at Edwards Air Force Base. <laughs> Uh, the Air Force Flight Test Center, uh, back when I was 19 years old, I was on the Space Shuttle Recovery Team, and so I used to go to Kennedy Space Center, Johnson Space Center, as a firefighter, and I learned how to pull the astronauts out of the Space Shuttle, and, and uh, I was actually on the pad the day before the Challenger blew up uh, back in the day, and, and, and so it was a really, really good career. It put me all over the world. I've uh, been to England, Belgium, France, Germany, Italy, Hungary, Austria, Scotland, Wales, Japan, Korea, Okinawa, Guam, and all over the world. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like that song. I've been everywhere. Man. This is great. Literally. Literally. Yeah. So I was blessed. You know, a kid from Detroit, Michigan, went in when I was 17 years old with my parents' permission and uh, uh, was able to serve all over the world. Uh, it was a great experience for me. I got my education while I was in the Air Force. Uh, so I've got four college degrees. Uh, I've got degrees in fire science, uh, human resource management, I've got a bachelor's in business administration, and I've got a master's degree in organizational management. Wow. So, so the Air Force was really, really good to me. And uh, while I was in the Air Force, my final uh, tour of the Air Force, I was into recruiting. <laughs> and, and, and so it was really kind of gave me a background in people and interviews and personnel, and of course sales. Okay. And uh, so being very well at that in the, in the Air Force, one of my commanders encouraged me. Uh, when I transitioned from the Air Force to go into uh, former professional sales. So uh, I looked into finance, I looked into pharmaceuticals, and I always have been in love with real estate. And so wow. uh, I had an opportunity after serving most of my career overseas uh, that this was the first place I ever lived that we bought a home. Hmm. And uh, we lived on our base and our Air Force bases all over the world. And uh, so this was our opportunity uh, to go into real estate. And so literally, when I was transitioning from the Air Force, hmm. I went to the education center and I said, is there any educational benefits that I have left? And the lady looked at me like I was crazy. She said, you do know you got four degrees, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking about an overachiever right here. Jeez, it, great. And, but what I found out is I literally was able to get a license in real estate and have the Air Force pay for it. So yeah. while I was in my final year of transition, 
about 16 years ago. Um, I was able to get my license in real estate and start in my transition assistance program of still being in the Air Force to learn and to train and to, and to start uh, my real estate career. Wow, that's I mean, and there, there's a there's a ton of background to that, and I love that really sharing the experience and that sort of thing. So, what was the initial spark, though, Tom? I mean, about real estate, what what was the thought process behind that? I mean, and and then kind of lead everybody into where you're at since today. Absolutely, uh, there was something about to me uh, being an American in 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 home ownership. Hmm. You know, having a piece of this country, if you will, a place that is your home, your refuge, your place to go. And uh, it allowed me to, you know, meet the needs and serve others in the process. So I was passionate uh, about it as, as I was successful in my transition from the Air Force because I cared about the young people that I was talking to and their future and their opportunity, and my focus was on them. Uh, college wasn't for everybody, so an opportunity to serve your country and still get education and travel and all those good things, that it's what allowed me to be successful because I was telling my personal story. Okay. And, and, and so in the world of real estate, um, there, there are pitfalls and, and challenges that can cause you from the time that you fall in love with the house to be able to own the house hmm. that somebody's got to protect you right. from those pitfalls of inspection and appraisal and loans and different things that's going on. So I have kind of a protective nature and, and, and my goal is to guide people through what most would consider a pretty stressful process. Okay, and, and that's obviously you know a big backstory into why and who you are, and, but I think that this is a beautiful segue into what's your why. So that next question is, really what drives you, Tom? What motivates you to do what you do to the level that you do it at? You know, I've heard and I've had an opportunity, I'm a big fan of yours. Oh, <laughs> no, thank you, thank you so much, I always appreciate it. Yeah, I, I have had an opportunity to watch many Titans prior to that I've worked with, okay. and, and, and there are great agents at all companies. Mm -hmm. You know, I always say it's not the label on the can, but what's in the can that counts. Wow. And, and it's, it's one of those things, and so in the process of that, I've heard a lot of people talk about that they really want to take care of the needs of people. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, to me and where I'm at, this is a great platform uh, to really genuinely care for people. And, mm -hmm. and I, if you don't mind, I'm going to share with you my first story Please. ever that I had, the first home that I ever had the opportunity to sell. Uh, was a house out in Falcon. Okay. It was out on Fort Smith Road, and um, it was a very challenging situation. I, I, I was a co-worker of my wife's, okay. and uh, I never sold a house. I never helped somebody buy a house before, so I had nothing to lose. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> literally right there. And, 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 and so the scenario was that it was listed by another company. I'm not going to mention any names, okay. but this company was done with this client. <laughs> they literally came over. They pulled the sign out of the yard. They took the lockbox off the front door and they refused to return their calls. Wow. So, I uh, delved into that. Yeah. I, I got with one of my mentors at the time, uh, still in my opinion, one of the smartest ladies I've ever uh, worked with in the world of real estate. Her name is Linda Ritchie. Wow. Hi, Linda. Hey, Linda, <laughs> you're watching. That's great. And, and Linda went out to my first uh, job, and so I sit down at this particular house, and, and I would share with you, without aging myself, that the, the man looked like Grizzly Adams. Okay. He looked like he was seven foot tall. He had a giant beard. He probably felt like he was 400 pounds. He was, he was a giant of a man. Wow. And he was physically intimidating. Hmm. They had a husky that looked like a wolf that was on a chain. Okay? Wow. And this man was angry. Hmm. Okay? Somebody had just betrayed his trust, had just left him, had left him on the lurch. And so we... Got into a discussion that night, what I'd call a marketing presentation. Okay. And, and, and I was going to share with him how me, with all my vast experience, was going to be the one that sold his house for him. And so I have to tell you, 
their circumstance was this. Their daughter uh, was just going to have their first grandchild in another state. Okay. The wife was working two jobs. She was working a job in the daytime, and when she got done working in the daytime, she went to a second job at night. Hmm. Um, he had just lost his job wow. in the technology field, and he was angry. Okay. okay. And so they're depleting some of their retirement, getting near retirement age, and um, they were under financial stress. Okay. And, and so when I sat down and talked to them, I was explaining very simple things to him like, I don't want you in the home when people are coming through the home. And, and, and literally, he was barking at the people coming through the house. And I'm not talking about the dog. Not the dog. <laughs> the talking, bearded man here, Grizzly Adams. He would be yelling, you didn't spend enough time in the kitchen. You didn't, you know. And so I told him, you need to leave your home. Wow. When I'm, this is our show home now, your house, your home has become, or your house has become the home that we're going to sell. And, and you need to leave this house. Give me the opportunity to sell this home. And so for six months with another company, they never got an offer. They didn't have a lot of activity. And he was really in a bad situation. But they trusted me. Hmm. And, and, and so literally uh, in six days, uh, we got a full price offer. And uh, I had to go back. This was before e-contracts. Hmm. Aging myself again. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. It's all for the greater good, Tom. I, I had to go back and I had to get the signatures on the offer. We had the original contract, we had the check in hand, and I was going back, and honestly, I didn't want to go back in there. Okay. Okay? And and because the first time, we got into kind of some heated discussion. Some people would call it an argument, but I'm a professional. I'll call yeah. it a passionate discussion. I like that. And, and, and literally, after 45 minutes of a point that I was trying to make about the neighborhood, the values, and things were going on, hmm. he said, Tom, I want you to know, I agreed with you 45 minutes ago. I just want to see how well you can negotiate. Wow. And I looked over to sweet wife and I says, he always liked this. She said, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So I went back and I'm getting the, the, the signatures on the offer. And um, he asked me, of course, Tom, what did you do different that the other company didn't do? And I literally told him, you know, I said, that's not important. I said, you know, marketing, you know, and how we get there, we're, just, we're thankful that we got there. You're not going to like my answer is exactly what I told him. You're not going to like my answer. And uh, he said, no, Tom, I want to know. And I said, okay, I'm going to tell you. I've been praying for your family. And I said, I prayed specifically that the Lord would bring you a buyer that would be this weekend that would allow you to sell your home, to have the equity, that we could have you move down closer to your daughter, that you could see your grandchild born in a timely manner, that your wife would no longer have to work two jobs, wow. and that you would be able to find a job and go in a better place where you're going. <laughs> and literally, this big hunk of man started crying. And, and so from my first transaction over 16 years ago, faith has always been a part of my business. And I really believe that God has blessed my business, that, that as I continue to serve people and genuinely have their best needs out there, it is the why. You know, I started the day today with a lot of what's. You know, what I had to do, which homes I was showing, what was going on, you know, in my world. And I'd call those tasks and things that we need to do to get the job done. A lot of phone calls need to be made to appraisers and inspectors and vendors and, and other agents and, and things like that. But that's all the what hmm. in what you have to do. So I don't ever focus on the what. Uh -huh. I focus on the why. And the why is how we can positively impact the lives of other people. And the Lord uh -huh. has blessed me with some gifts and some talents. He has got all agents. We just got to have those skills come out that we can benefit the lives of these people. Hmm. Uh, I think that's fantastic. And obviously that's 
huge sign of character and, and who you are and what you do and why you do it, right? And, and that's this is great stories. I mean, this, this man is a storyteller here, which is perfect. And that's how people really engage with us and what's happening in that time. So, I, I mean, that's a, that's a big part of it. I, I do want to go into uh, the next portion of this, which is the advisory portion. And this is a, actually a crowd pleaser for everybody who's watching or listening to this. Um, whether you're new or a seasoned professional, they want to know what the Titans have done or are doing to grow their business. Absolutely. What successes they've had to kind of go through it or advice they could give. So if you could look at your business thus far, Tom, and pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business that took it from one level to the next, what's that look like for you? Well, there's a couple things I would share. Okay. Is, is there's only so many hours in the day, hmm. every day, 14, 40 minutes. And, and every day that we have in a 24-hour period. Wow. And as talented as, as we can be, we can't create more time in any day that we're given. Well said. And, 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 and so for me, I've always looked at it, what is the highest and best use of my time? Hmm. And a couple things that I've done differently is I've done what I call automobile university. Okay. I spend a lot of time in homes, uh, in between homes, if you will. Mm-hmm. I'm away driving to a home that I'm meeting with sellers. I'm away driving to a home that I'm about to show. Uh, I'm away to an inspection. I'm away to meet an appraiser mm-hmm. and things like that. And so what I've done, instead of turning on the negative news, mm-hmm. okay, and listen to all the junk that's going on out there in politics and in the world and what burned down and who got shot and, right. and, and all that thing's not going to make me feel better mm-hmm. uh, as, a, as a human being. I focus on the positive mm-hmm. that, that you can uh, benefit. And so I listen to positive CDs every day. Love it. I, I listen to Zig Ziglar. I listened to Brian Buffini. Uh, one that I brought that I, w- I would share with the, with the listening audience today yeah. is, is Jeff Olson's uh, Slight Edge. Love it. And, and the focus of, of the Slight Edge is what can you do every day that's going to be a little bit different today that's better than yesterday. And, and, wow. and a, a small example I'll give, I'll share it near the end, yeah. some, some positive books and, 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 and things like that. But I would share with you if every day you read 10 pages of a positive book, any book that you're reading, if you read 10 pages, most people with an eighth grade education could read 10 pages in probably less than 15 or 20 minutes. Sure. And, if, and if you spend just those 10 pages, it's a slight difference of being a little bit more educated, a little bit more informed, a little bit more tools in your belt, picking up some positivity that you're feeding yourself. You wow. know. And, and I've always believed that if you put enough pure, the clean, the positive in, some of that goodness can't help but kind of ooze back out. Well said. And, and, and so I really focus on that. And, you know, part of my goal is not just my clients. Part of my goal is a positive interaction with uh, another agent. Sure. And, and, and so sometimes it's a positive interaction that we have with other agents. And, and I'm not going to surprise any of you out there. You know who you are. <laughs> uh, there are some people out there that they kind of confuse themselves with somebody really important in life. Right. And, and you know, kind of a big deal. Sure. And, <laughs> Tom's not going to say any names here, everybody. <laughs> That's right. But, but I would share with you that sometimes we get so passionate about who we're representing that we don't take into account the other person that we're dealing with. And, and I've had a couple scenarios recently. Uh, I had one where we had a young agent mm-hmm. uh, in the business, and, and she professed that right from the very beginning in the offer. She said, Tom, this is the first offer I have ever submitted uh, in, 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 you know, for, for submitting and representing a buyer. And I said, okay, I'll look forward to seeing your offer. And so, so she sent the offer over, and uh, truly it, it needed a lot of improvement. Okay. Um, she had just not had the training or the you know, guidance to, to, to send over a solid product on a Saturday morning. And uh, so there was a lot of mistakes. And so in that situation, if I would have countered 
that offer, I would have embarrassed her. Okay. I would have had 18 different line items that I would have had to identify on a counter that if any reasonable buyer would look at this and go, why didn't you fix this the first time? Sure. So going above and beyond, one of the things that I did on a Saturday is I sent an email okay. over and I just said, you know, you talk to your client about whatever you want to talk to your client about, but I would adjust these things. And it had nothing to do with the conditions of the offer. Okay. It just had to do with some technical competency and how the offer was going to, going to be prepared. Right. And so then she was challenged in using e-contracts. I called my assistant hmm. up on a Saturday and yeah. said, would you please, are you in a position to help? this young agent and she said absolutely Tom so my wow. assistant on a weekend called this young agent hmm. walked her through the e-contract walked her how to put the legal description and walked her in to try to help her get everything that she needed to do oh, no. that we could set her up for success send it back to her she's a hero to her buyer because everything got together right. and we were able to get that offer together and so I think sometimes uh, people can get frustrated with their limited time people can get uh, annoyed mm -hmm. uh, with other agents and, and I think we just need to take the time you know, uh, to, to, to invest into our career field, even if we're not on the same side of representation, sure. at least we can improve the agents that we're working with by helping them out. Hmm. You know, I had another, I'll give a shorter story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where an agent had a termination. They were sending over a termination. They knew this was going to disappoint me. Okay. They knew it was going to disappoint the seller. They knew, you know, it was just kind of bad news that was coming. And so, you know, I again shared with her that it's not personal, okay? I'm sure your buyer would have loved to buy this home. I'm sure you would have loved to help the buyer buy the home. And there were some situations that came up in the financing that didn't work out for this particular buyer. And so she literally asked me on the phone, how come you're not yelling at me? Wow. <laughs> and I said, pardon wow. me? Literally, I said, pardon me? She said, yeah. She goes, I had a termination with another agent out there and they just called and yelled and screamed and cursed at me hmm. and, and I said you know I'm sure that you're someone's daughter you're someone's mother you're someone's wife and I respect women I was raised by a single mother I would never talk to you wow. in that fashion and so it's you know it's about not just making a difference in our clients part but how can we make a difference in our, our, our you know other people that work in our business sure. and I make jokes all the time that if an appraiser calls me and if my wife calls me, and I celebrate 32 years of marriage next week. Wow, congrats. Okay, That's thank huge. You. I appreciate yeah. that. But I will call the appraiser back first. Hmm. And the reason for that is there are so many of my colleagues that don't call the appraiser back hmm. when they're just trying to justify the value of a property on another deal that they're working on. But sometimes people think that what I'm working on is more important than this guy's information. Hmm. And, and so I know that if I call back and give that appraiser the information they need, that neighborhood is improving based right. on the value and the important information that we are all working together. Hmm. And I hope that when my appraiser is appraising one of my homes, that that agent returns a call that I don't know that's out there and, and helps that uh, appraiser do their job. So I just think we all need to kind of focus and, 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 and just really reflect how can we can be a positive impact on people's lives every day. Wow. I, and I think that's huge takeaways. You know, again, for, for people to really grow and scale your business, there's so much honesty and integrity and, and, and treating people with respect in there. We're, we're, we're all mutually benefiting from each other's success. And it's, again, not about us to the takeaways. It's about the, the, the consumer, the clients, right? Absolutely. And, and I, I love the fact that you just step over and say, hey, look, you know, we're all human. Let me help you out. Um, you might be new or not as knowledgeable, but I love that you're breaking that down, Tom. And, yeah. and, and again, that's really... A huge part of this particular show and series, it's it's not about commission checks, it's not about overall volume, you know, it's about impacting community and doing this to a higher standard, really the right way how true professionals should conduct themselves. Absolutely. Um, and and 
So as far as I'm concerned, you just represented that beautifully yes. right there in front of everybody. So if, if I could share one more thing, yeah, yeah, uh, and, and and reference, if I could go back, sure, and, and I could change a couple things, right? Uh, couple things would be an accountability system. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, at this point in my career, I have professional coach. My professional coach is a, a wonderful lady, Kathy Baker, out in North Carolina that coaches me. But I would share with you, for those who are not in a position to have someone to push, encourage, and support them, mm -hmm. get an accountability partner in your office. Wow. You know, get someone that you can sit down and talk to and say, these are the things that I'm going to get done. And, and so you don't have to invest in professional coaching. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Brian Buffini. Sure. I uh, have been since my first year in, in real estate wow. and, and been part of his self-paced coaching program for many, many years. But, but I would share with you that having another individual, there's no such thing as self-accountability. Right. Having another individual that you can say, hey, this is what I'm going to do, hmm. and this is what I want to hold accountable to. And it doesn't always have to be professional. Well you said. Know? Um, it, it could be something that I'm going to the gym, three days this week. I'm taking my wife out on a date night this week. Um, it's going to be something that is going to be part of that. And, and so one additional thing that I would share with you is boundaries. So many agents, you know, back in my early days, I, I learned about fiduciary responsibility, putting yeah. that client's needs ahead of my needs. Mm -hmm. and, and, and when I was doing that from a fiduciary perspective, sometimes I overlapped my family's needs. I was missing dinners. I was trying to get the offering at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Right. I was trying to, you know, and, and, and anytime, anywhere you call me, I'll answer the phone, right? And, and all those things. But unfortunately, when you do that and you compromise, okay, other people in your life, I mean, I have a, a tendency when I walk into this home, um, I don't ever walk in this home on the phone. Okay. If I need to finish a phone call, I do that down the street. I'll do that in the garage. I will do that someplace else so that when I walk into this home, I greet my beautiful wife, Lacine. The phone is already in another room on a charger. Right. I can't accidentally look down and go, oh, this is more important than you. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, literally. And I can tell her just by not even having a cell phone on me that this is done. And, and so if I'm into a negotiation, if I'm working on a contract, if I'm working on an inspection report, there are times that you will have to work after hours sure. and you'll do those things to get the job done. However, I put in dates in my contract that mm -hmm. says we're going to be uh, under contract by this acceptance time, by usually 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, something like that in the evening. Yeah. We're going to be under resolution at this time. Wow. And so what that does, it has the other party, I'm, I'm respecting their boundaries mm -hmm. and their family commitments. I want them to have dinner with their family. I want them to go to their soccer practice. I want them to go whatever charity or, or event that they're supporting. Sure. But if we work together, then it's acceptable. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so when I shut my phone off at night, I don't turn that phone back on until I'm done with my quiet time, I'm done with my workout, and I'm ready and prepared, rested and recovered to go about my day. Wow. And, and if you look at that from that, and you break down that advice, it's so, so fundamental. And, and the problem is, is that so many professionals, they, they don't conduct themselves this way, and they get burned out. There's, there is no boundary setting those expectations. With your clients as you do, you have to set that with your business, with your family, with your life. Otherwise, it's going to be very difficult. So learn from what this man is saying here because this is super valuable information. I mean, Tom, that's huge. Yeah, this, this, huge. this time of year, I work six days a week, appointment only on Saturday. Right. And, and, and so I tell every one of my clients, I will be a better real estate professional for you if I have one day of rest. Yeah. Even the Lord rested on the seventh day. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. if I can have one day to recharge my batteries, to, to spend time 
uh, in fellowship to, to, to have a time that my wife and I can go to church and, and have some family dinners and, and, and do some things, have a day to spend time together. I am so much better of an agent to work with later uh, in, in, in the week. It's just so important. Yeah. Take this to heart, please. Hopefully everybody wrote that down. Come back and, and listen to this over and over again. That needs to be yes. embedded in there for sure. Tom, this has been great. I want to shift gears onto yes. the next particular question. Now, this one is always the tricky time for this series in this particular interview. It's the challenge question. Now, Absolutely. we all deal with challenges. No one's exempt, whether it's in the mm -hmm. past, now, or in the future. At the end of the day, it's not so much what happens, but how we respond, how we react to these situations. Absolutely. Uh, so if you're comfortable sharing a challenge that you dealt with, Absolutely. that you overcame, that you became stronger because of it, what's that look like for you, Tom? Absolutely. I'm going to bring a visual aid in okay. here. Okay, yes, for please. The, for, for, for this particular yeah. one here. Love it. And, and, and for, can we see that on screen? Maybe we'll put uh, this up here. Right up here. Yep. Okay. Perfect. This is a picture of my son, Michael. You see he's got his Letterman jacket on there. And, and Michael, we, my wife and I were blessed with, with two beautiful children, Michael uh, being the oldest okay. and our daughter Ashley being, being our youngest daughter. Okay. And, and so I would share with you, Michael, uh, his whole life uh, was an athlete, mm -hmm. and uh, he was a three-sport athlete here uh, locally at Fountain Fort Carson High wow. School. Uh, he was a football player, uh, loved playing for Coach Mitch Johnson. Uh, he was a wrestler, mm -hmm. uh, and he did track uh, in, in the offseason just to stay in shape. Uh, to do the other sports that, that he was loving and he was passionate about. And so uh, this is an easy question for me to answer because there's not a close second. And, and, and that is, you know, in my son's sophomore year, uh, when he was just 15 years old, uh, between football and wrestling season, mm -hmm. uh, Michael had what felt like and looked like a hip pointer. Okay. And he was limping. And, and so we took our, our son to the doctor. And uh, it wasn't a hip pointer. Uh, our son was diagnosed with a Ewing sarcoma. Uh, it's a bone cancer. It's a non-genetic cancer that uh, hits a very small uh, group of children in a growth phase. Mm -hmm. and, and so our son uh, began a battle with cancer. Okay. And, and so for, you know, his, his original prognosis was uh, less than a year uh, to live. Wow. And, and so that was devastating uh, news to our family. You know, this was our, our my only son. And uh, I would share with you that, that Michael was a young man of strong faith. And uh, so we began this battle of, 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 you know, cancer. For those that have been through challenge and different types of cancer with their family members knows that it's got highs and lows. And, and, and you have, have surgery and you cut out tumors and you go through poison of chemotherapy. And, and you go through, you know, the burns from, from laser um, uh, treatments and, and, and things like that that you can just focus on just battling, battling, battling. For his life, and so one of the things that, that happened for my wife Lacina and I uh, when we were in this phase is um, every day we ended the same way, hmm. and and I would go upstairs, you know, and, and I would go into Michael's room, and uh, I would literally ask him the same question every night, you know, I would say, Michael, what is going to get you through tomorrow? Wow. And every day his answer was the same. He said, Dad, it's going to be my will to live, and my faith in God. And I said, son, that sounds like a great plan. Why don't we pray about that? Mm -hmm. And so we would pray about that. And we did this every night, every night, every night for almost four years until our son went home with the Lord. And, and so it, it is a challenge, you know, that, that to lose, lose such a beautiful young man right. uh, to the Lord. And so a lot of people that know me and know that I'm a man of faith, they always ask me, am I angry at God? Mm -hmm. Okay because he took my son, 
And that's exactly how a lot of people ask me that question. Okay. And I share with them, you know, the truth of the matter is, God didn't take my son. I've always felt that all children are God's children. We are just blessed with the ability to care for him here on earth. Wow. And so I know in my heart of hearts, the Lord brought his son home. And, and, and being a family of faith, we know how this story ends, mm -hmm. and we so look forward to the reunion. Wow. And so when you are working with someone that you love and, and, and that you just admire, uh, as we did Michael, yeah. every day, and you're going through these battles of, of cancer, of chemo, and all these things, and you're winning, and you're ups and downs and all this stuff, mm -hmm. and you survive you know, something like that, and we continue to grow in our faith, and we continue to trust God uh, with the needs of our lives, I would share with you the little things like roof certifications and, and inspections and appraisals and, and, and all of those things are a whole different perspective right. when you've gone through something like that in life. So it just gives me a great perspective that I know what good days are and what challenging days are, and uh, today's a great day to be alive. Wow. I, I mean, Tom, I, I can't, words can't describe the feelings that I'm feeling, and, and, and I'm sure that everybody else is feeling that's watching or listening to this. Um, I can't imagine, you know, going through pain and, and the struggle that you've dealt with, you know, with your family and your son, and uh, but your perspective and uh, the, the most positive of natures um, is, is inspiring. And, and hopefully everybody can feel that and, 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 and see this, what's going on. And um, no matter what's happening in your life, just understand that things are going wrong in a lot of places, but it's perspective and understanding. And and just being blessed and fortunate for today and, and what's happening and, and what the good things in life are, are going through. And just know that, uh, you know, this is this is a challenge that we all face. And, and again, it wasn't easy to do, Tom, so thank you so much for sharing that. It's not yes. easy to air your stuff out in front of everybody. So Absolutely. Um, I can't thank you enough for, for sharing that story. And, and, and I know that's going to touch a lot of people out there um, for the listeners inside here. I do want to shift gears uh, to a slightly softer uh, topic in yes. here. So we, we made it through the challenge question, which Absolutely. is always tough. But um, this is actually one of my favorite questions, and this is the travel back in time. Yes. So if you could travel back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice or two, any stage of your life, it could be a year ago, it could be 10 years ago, right. what would you say to young Tom? Yeah. The, the boundaries is a big part of that, which we talked about earlier. Yes. And, and, and not having those caused a lot of challenges and conflicts personally that, that we had to overcome. So okay. that boundary piece, I don't want to, to de-emphasize sure. and, and tell you. But one of the things that I would share with you that has really helped me in, in, in succeeding uh, is a lot of goals is something that I call a 10-day goal sheet that I have. Okay. And, 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 and so a lot of folks, I don't believe in resolutions, mm -hmm. okay? They're, they're usually gone. I mean, I, I, I work at a ghost gym here locally, yeah. and, and I'm always amazed that January 1st through January 21st, the gym is packed. Ugh. You can't find an elliptical. You can't find any cardio. Everybody's in there pumping weight. Right. But, but that ends very quickly. Three by, weeks, I think. Yeah, by by Valentine's Day, yeah. we're eating Girl Scout cookies. We're having <laughs> chocolate. You know, it, it, it's over. So, right. so, so, so that changes. And so... A lot of folks, when they have annual goals or even quarterly goals, it, it's just too big. And so if you have certain goals, and again, I just want to emphasize, my goals aren't just production goals. My goals aren't about business and things. A lot of my goals are um, one of the things that, that, that the Buffini fans will understand is I try to win the day by noon. If I can win the day by noon, everything else is a bonus. 
Okay. And, and, and so part of my goals in winning the day by noon is that, you know, table, you can't see it in camera right now, but right over there is my kitchen table. Yeah. And, and one of the verses that I focus on is, is Mark 135, where it says, in, in, the, in the dark of the morning, while it was still quiet, Jesus went off to pray. And, and so I start my day every day with an attitude of gratitude. Okay. Every day. And I call it the before my feet hit the floor prayer. And I literally, if there's breath in my body, the first cognitive acknowledgement that I'm alive on this day, I thank God, okay, thank you for the breath in my body, thank you for the gift of life, okay, and then I reach over, and my wife Lacey is over here to my right usually, yep. and, and if she's breathing, and, and, and the chest is rising, and she's alive, I thank God that, that, that my partner's here, and we get another day together, I know so many widows, and and widowers that, that I help that have lost their spouse and they're so empty and they're so hurting and there's those voids in their life. But but I've been given an opportunity that I got another day with my spouse. As I mentioned, we celebrate 32 years of marriage next week. Awesome. And then the third prayer that I always say is, Lord, allow me to um, serve you on this day. How okay. can you use me on this day? Hmm. And, and a lot of people stop right there. But I would, I would tell you, I go a little further. Okay, right. and, and, and one of the things that I've learned is that I don't even use the word time management okay. anymore. I think it's an overused term. Listen. As you get older, you need to do what's called energy management. Energy okay. management. <laughs> I like this. You know, yeah, it's this energy management. So you've got to figure out what is the best time of your day that you can be as productive as you can. Hmm. You know, and, and I've changed a couple words. So when I get down to my car in the morning, on my way to the gym, if the car starts... I thank God for the car to start. I've had many days that a car hasn't started. Sure. There's a flat tire or something's going on. But I think that the car has started. Okay. If there's gas in the car, I thank the Lord for the resource that I have gas in my automobile that's going to get me where I'm going. And then even if I'm tired or sore or something's going to work out, I thank the Lord that there are so many people that can't walk and can't do what they're doing. And so if you have an attitude of gratitude about your sight, about your hearing, about your taste, about the things that are the little details in life, you will enjoy life that much more. Wow. You know, and, and, and a lot of times I hear people use the term, I have to show houses this mm. weekend. Mm. Okay? I changed one word uh, a few years ago from have to to get to. And if you change the word have to to get to, and you say, I get to show homes this weekend, yeah. now it's a privilege. Now it's an honor. Now you have an opportunity that many people don't have. Correct. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and, and just one other piece I would give advice is I think a lot of times when people get into our industry, they get too competitive. Okay. And they think that they have to win all the time. Hmm. I truly believe a lot of people don't believe this about me, but it's true. I really feel like I have no competition okay. in the world of real estate. Sure. And I don't mean that in an inferior elitist status. Mm -hmm. I, I mean that from a perspective that I know who I know. And I've been blessed at this point in my 16th year of real estate that I have helped hundreds of families, okay? And so at this point in my career, it's my responsibility to check in on these people, to, to keep in touch with these folks, to help them where their life needs are. I've helped families buy three different homes because they bought a starter home and then their family grew and then they got promoted and they moved up. And so we've helped, you know, all brothers in one family buy a house, all four brothers, the mom, the dad, the brother-in-law, and, and all this stuff. And so... If you have an attitude that, that you have been blessed with an opportunity, you don't have that attitude like, I have to do something in life. We have the privilege to do what we're going to do right. and not be put on the pressure of a have to. It's, a wrong, it's the wrong tone. It's the wrong attitude. 
to, to have in life. You've got to look at it from a privilege sure. and an opportunity and a blessing. And if you don't feel that truly in your heart, people will know it. Wow. You know, people will know it. <laughs> you know, I, I told a single mom today that I was out showing houses this morning in the snow. After I told her I'm a fair weather agent, I'm glad I'm out here in the snow yeah. with you. Okay. <laughs> I, I shared with her, you are the priority. There were other people that needed me to go over some offers, needed me to go over some offers that were coming in, needed to see some houses and things. <laughs> but because today is your day off, okay, today is the day that you are the priority and we need to get you out because tomorrow you're going to work. Right. You know, and, and so the goal is when you're a productive agent, and I'm what I call a relational agent. Okay. I'm not a transactional agent. I'm blessed to deal with a lot of transactions year after year. Mm -hmm. But the gist of it is I'm interested in building a relationship with people so that, that not only are they going to, you know, want to use me again, but they're going to want to tell their friends. <laughs> and we'll get to quotes later, but one of Walt Disney's yeah. uh, quotes, and I'm a big Walt Disney fan, is do something so well that they're going to want to do it again and next time bring their friends. So, so it's not just Perfect. the end product of getting a home, but it's the process. Are they feeling like they're valued and that they're appreciated and you're doing everything for them? Wow. And, and there's so much in there. I mean, truly, if everybody just adjusts their mindsets to the get to, not have to, Absolutely. that's priceless. Absolutely. I mean, that is priceless. You've literally changed it. And that's a mindset thing, right? Absolutely. And it's really just a positive versus a negative um, and it's not easy to do for everybody, but you have to put work into it. Just like anything in your life, Absolutely. you got to put the work in and then really think about this in a positive light. So that, that's great stuff. That's super, super good. I do want to get into one of the crowd pleaser and most informative portions of these particular interviews. It's right. the feeding of the mind question. Absolutely. So a lot of viewers, whether you're watching or listening to this uh, particular series, they, they want to know what the Titans are feeding their minds, how they're, how they're growing. So books you're reading, podcasts you're listening to, influencers, social media coaches. Um, I love the fact that you have some <laughs> physical books here. This is great. Absolutely. Um, so how are you feeding your mind, Tom? Yeah, the first thing that I would tell you is I don't want people to watch this and, and, and feel like it's a motivational thing. Sure. Motivation wears off, just right. like my shower did, okay? I'm going to need another shower tomorrow morning. Yes. Okay, because it's yes. only going to last so long, and, and I'm going to need to be refreshed. And, and so you need to look at it from that perspective. Right. You don't just listen to a tape or, or I'm date myself there, or no. listen to a CD. <laughs> this is great, or, yeah. or, 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 or read a book, and, and, and like you've accomplished something that you come to your end game, you've got to have a continual process of what you're going to do. And I shared with you earlier, um, I feel if you're a business person, even if you have a high school education, right. you, sh you should be well read mm -hmm. in some what I call the very basic books. And so I did look, uh, I told you I'm a fan, I have looked at many books that people have referred sure. in the past, but I just think there's a few basics that you should read, just being basic business 101. If somebody was doing business tomorrow, and I'll give a couple of those. Yeah. One of those is Raving Fans. Okay. Okay. And, and, and in the book Raving Fans, it's teaching you how that you can build a business, and I think so many people forget in real estate because we're independent mm -hmm. contractors that they lose track that this is our business, right. and we're building a foundation, and we're building a business, and so I would call some of the foundational books that you would be, would be raving fans, it's going to teach you how about creating a group of people that are just a raving fan of you that they want to share with other people, okay. and it's about taking those extra steps and doing those little things that they're going to appreciate that you do for them, <laughs> okay, and they're going to share with others. Uh, Brian Tracy's Eat That Frog okay. is an absolute book that you have to read. And, okay. and the book itself is 21 chapters on short lessons <laughs> of action steps that you're going to take today 
to, to take a step. And then those 21 lessons, and it really deals with the concept of procrastination. Okay. Okay, all of us struggle with it. Everybody's right. got some level of, of procrastination because you've got these other things that, that deem up to come more important in your day. But with, with this concept is if the two, three, uh, even if it's down to one on that particular workday, things that you have to get done. Okay. Before you arrive today, I needed to present an offer and submit an offer so that this lady has an opportunity to get this house tonight. Okay? And, and so I had a time frame that I had to get that done. That was one of those eat that frog type of things. And the concept in Brian Tracy's is if at the your to-do list today, one of those things to do was to eat a live frog, some people would put that off. Right? <laughs> There's a few people that would for sure. You know, put that off to the end of the day. Right. But the idea is you do that first. Whatever that thing is that you don't want to do, but you have to do to help somebody that you're serving and you're doing, you do that item first. Wow. And so I think those two things are, those two books are really important. Right. And then I think Jim Collins, Good to Great. Okay. If you're building a team and, and, and a team around you, it doesn't have to be a team like multiple realtors or right. things like that on your team. But if you're, if you're building a team and I consider my team the closing company that I'm going to use, Correct. does the closer know what's important to me? We shared off camera earlier today. Mm -hmm. I've never looked at a check at a closing. Right. I want it to be very discreet. They hand me that envelope. I put it in my pocket, and yeah. then I'll look at it later. If it's yeah. wrong, we'll correct it later. Right. But that is something that I don't really focus on. I'm focused mm -hmm. on my client, and we're writing their transaction, what we're going to do with them. And, and, and so it's one of those things. But in the book, Good to Great, or, you know, it, 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 Jim is talking about having the right people on the bus, mm -hmm. the wrong people off the bus, right. and the right people on the bus in the right positions that they can help you. Mm -hmm. So I'm blessed with a wonderful assistant that I wish I had day one, but, but wow. I think at the beginning of real estate, you should not have an assistant. I think you need to do everything. You need to load the pictures, you need to write the contracts, wow. you need to yes. build your own competency. So now when you're teaching someone that's supporting you, you'll have the same competency if they stepped off the planet for a minute that you could step in and get the job done. Sure. But at this point in my career, I have a, a full-time professional assistant that assists me with preparing some offers, that assists me with market analysis, that prepares me some packages to meet my appraiser mm -hmm. and those things. And so I'm really blessed to have Sandy that does that for me sure. uh, in my business. But I would share with you the, the right people, the right you know um, inspector mm -hmm. that you're going to go out the house and that you're going to advise. You know, and, 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 and I carry a stack of cars that big in my pocket every day, and none of those are mine. Okay, wow. but it's plumbers and electricians and handymen and painters and garage door people and all the technicians that I have built a strong relationship with that have served my clients in the past are not gouging you on price or making my people a priority to get the service that they need. But you've got to build that team. Hmm. And if somebody's not on that team because they're not being responsive, if they're, if they're not giving your client you know, the attention they need, they get off the bus. Right. You know, they're out of here. Sure. And, and, and so those are, are really important. I love and, that. And, and I do want to share, I was reading this morning, I put that up there so you guys can see this, Tim Tebow's This is the Day. Okay. You know, and there's so many people that aren't always where they want to be. Right. You know, and I would share with you whether you're new in business or you've been, you know, an old senior vet that's been doing this for 30 years, okay, um, that you are where you are, okay? Mm -hmm. And in reading this morning, uh, Tim Tebow was sharing uh, in, in the book here, This is the Day. Okay. And the focus of this book is this is the day. You're focused on today. Mm -hmm. Not yesterday dragging old things in the past, not dealing with what's going to be, but what can you do today that's going to have an impact? And he says right in here, he said, God doesn't judge you by your past, nor should you. Remember that he will help you right now. Questioning yourself will not have any benefit in the present, mm -hmm. nor will the crippling emotions of doubt, fear, or frustration. Focus on what will make you better at this moment. Take the next step and the next and the next. Do this and start to change your mindset. 
you start to change your outlook and through these day-by-day step-by-step processes you'll start finding you becoming the best you you can be Wow. and it's different for everybody mm-hmm. and, and, and I would share that with you so that one is one I would share with you sure um, three feet from gold okay okay is, is a book that I finished I thought was really neat yeah. uh, because the, the premise of this particular book is uh, there was somebody that was mining gold okay. back in the gold mining days of our country mm-hmm. and they literally gave up and they sold their gold mine to somebody else. Hmm. The new owner dug three feet. <laughs> oh no, Tom. <laughs> three feet and found one of the biggest gold mines in the history of our country. Wow. Okay, and, and so they literally were three feet and that's a book that just reminds me don't stop and don't uh, uh, stop where you're, the direction you're heading. You got to keep preparing and moving forward. Wow, I love that. This this is an old book that you probably won't find on Amazon's top list today. All right. Uh, but this this is a book called Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty. Okay. Okay. And the premise of this book uh, by Harvey McKay uh, is about networking. <laughs> this is one of the best networking books that I have ever read. Wow. And and I focus that I can be a better realtor providing the professional needs of my clients if I've got good people that are working with me. Mm-hmm. And I belong to a network group. Okay. Uh, the group is called PowerNet, and, and we've met for five years at Sky Sox Stadium every Wednesday from 7.15 to, to 9 o'clock, and, okay. and the whole purpose of us getting together is I'm talking to Pat, my painter, mm-hmm. to see if he finished this job so Donnie can go in and replace the floors mm-hmm. so that Nayeli, my housekeeper, can get in there and get the pictures taken so that wow. my photographer can come in behind them and make everything look yeah. wonderful. But it's a team effort, sure. and they're adding value to my group and what's on there. And um, one other book that I would yeah. share is uh, a book here by Marshall Goldsmith, okay. and it says, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And this is a book wow. that deals with complacency, okay. deals with some of our bad habits. And mm-hmm. so wherever you're at in your business, it's pushing you and challenging you to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that's important, and I think that if you have some books around you, if you put some CDs or some uh, information in your car that you can listen to to where you're going, is uh, the life is... In, 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 in real estate sometimes can be negative. Okay, there's disappointments. You sure. didn't get the house. <laughs> right. You went out in the snowstorm. You wrote the strongest offer you could write. They selected somebody else. You're rejected. You're not happy. So what do you do now? And, 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 and there are times that, you know, you're, you're representing a seller and there's a break in the main line. Uh, the radon comes in high. Uh, the garage door reverse impact doesn't work. There's all these things that come up that can be a negative experience. Right. But how you're going to deal with that and move on and persevere is where the growth comes in, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, and so awesome. what, I, what I share with everybody that is committed to growing their business or growing as an individual, I'm going to go back to Linda Ritchie. Yeah. Linda Ritchie, one of the first lessons that she shared with me, she said, Tom, you had a good first year. You had a good rookie year. Mm-hmm. She said, but what you need to decide, are you going to have 10 one-year experiences or are you going to have a 10-year experience, meaning that you're going to continue to cumulatively grow and continue to learn? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I have an insatiable desire to continue to learn and to grow. You know? and, and it's so important. You know? And as I shared earlier, energy management, you've mm-hmm. got to take care of you. If you're not making good decisions to eat what you're eating, to get proper rest, to go to the gym, to take some quiet time, you know, to, to, to take care of you, then you're not going to have the ability to take care of others. Well you said. Know? And that goes back to my firefighter mentality. I mm-hmm. can't rescue anybody in a burning building if I don't take care of myself and get myself equipped and ready for that challenge. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that is what it comes down to is you've got to be prepared to continue to grow. And the biggest part of that, and this is a lesson, write this one down. Yes. There is no growth in the comfort zone. 
If you're going to places that everybody knows you, if you're going doing the same things all the time, you cannot grow. You've got to leave your comfort zone to have and get uncomfortable and get comfortable with being uncomfortable <laughs> if you want to grow. And, and, and that's the only way that you're going to do it. And, and so I find myself in, in what I consider uncomfortable situations all the time and in some of my civic and some of my charity duties. Sure. But obviously you're talking about getting comfortable with those uncomfortable situations. Absolutely. And it, it doesn't feel as bad, but I, I think that there's there's tons of takeaways out of that, Tom. And, and again, as always, I'm going to have links in the comments down below so that you can follow and feed your mind the same way that this man is doing. Uh, this has been full of amazing information, Tom. I mean, literally just chock full uh, for tons of takeaways, relatability to life and business and family and balance and religion and everything that you've been speaking about. This is brilliant. Um, I do want to wrap everything up with a final question. Yes. Um, and this one comes down to a quote. Yes. Or a mantra that you live by that sums you up as a man, as a professional. What's that look like for Tom Downing? Yeah. Two things I would share. Okay. The first is one of my favorite quotes is, good, better, best, never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best. Hmm. And, 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 and that really just tells you not to get complacent, continue to grow, and continue to, to do and move things forward. Right. And then one of my favorite prayers, or one of my, I call my life prayers, is Philippians 4.13, where it says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And, and, and so I stay humbled on that. You know, when I wake up and there's breath in my body and there's energy in my muscles and, and we have the ability to do what we're doing, it is a blessing. And, and you get to decide what you're going to do with that gift hmm. every day. And if you don't treat every day like a gift, we were going back here, okay, asking for one more day, asking for one more day, asking for one more day. And if you haven't had a life experience like that, then it's harder for you right. because there's complacency that builds up that you feel that you can always do this tomorrow. Mm -hmm. you know. And, and so my wife and I focus on creating memories and, and, and going places and making each other a priority uh, in our lives. Uh, and, and if you don't, I don't want my wife to get the leftovers. Right. I'm very involved in the community. I'm the mm -hmm. former president of the school board. I'm currently the chair of the Economic Development Committee. I'm the president of the Chamber of Commerce. Wow. Uh, you know, my, my wife and I just approved last night who's getting the next Michael Downing Scholarship uh, through, the, through the Fountain Valley Scholars that were on the board. And we interview a bunch of kids next Tuesday night uh, at a local high school. We're giving away almost 30 scholarships. Fantastic. And one of those scholarships are to honor our son. You know, that we continue to, another child's going to get an education and get a, get a you know, a college education through something that we're committed about and we're passionate about. Sure. I feel good when I'm out there generating income. Uh, I teach Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University at my church every Wednesday night. And, and I would share with you, Dave teaches us, if you can live like no one else, eventually you can give like no one else. Hmm. And, and I take great, great, great enjoyment on, on being able to give money away. And, and when there's needs there, and, you know, my wife and I laughed there during the hailstorm, bought somebody a car. Oh, okay. Uh, at Christmas time, we paid for a widow's uh, house payment. And they don't know that we did it. Wow. They have no idea that we're the ones that paid for the car. They have no sure. idea that we're the ones that, that did those things. We do that through other people mm -hmm. uh, in, in humility and in, you know, that uh, anonymy, uh, sure. making sure that, that nobody knows who we are when we're doing those things. 
you know. I, I really, truly feel that this, everything that you said there just really sums you up as a man, as a professional, and everything that you've laid out before you, the legacy in the community and your reputation, which is impeccable. Thank you. Um, you're a true pro when it comes down to it, Tom, through and through. So I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. You're Absolutely. an official real estate titan, my friend. I don't need to tell you that, though. My but um, everybody, thanks so much, as always, for your time and attention, your love and support. Um, live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different location and a different titan. If you like what we're doing here, please uh, throw us a like on Facebook, subscribe to YouTube, or take a look at us, or I should say a listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google uh, Podcast. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. The 100th episode. That's right. We're almost <laughs> there. Next episode of 100. Uh, take care, everybody. Have a good one.